According to the Wall Street Journal, men are saying no to college. College football's back, and we're going to talk about reports being of people complaining about the lack of vaccine cards and being full capacity at those games. And we'll finish with something else. I forgot the topic. Oh, Google's coming out with a pyramid telling you how racist you are. I'm Matthew. This is Jordan. Thank you for listening to our second episode on Detrunking Truth. Thank you for the little bumps. At the end. <laughs> well, that's, we're going to try to add some music now. <laughs> um, hopefully we don't get cut out every five minutes. Um, hopefully it's 30 minutes we get cut off. Uh, Jordan, you had an eventful weekend. Yeah, really eventful. <laughs> okay, so Jordan actually did one of the things that we're going to talk about today. He went to mm-hmm. a college football game. Last night, 56,000 people sold out. <laughs> Jordan, you sound a little gassed today. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just weird. Are you tired? No, I'm hyped. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for today, too. Yeah, we're we're not hitting like normal conversations, mm-hmm. right, actually. I feel like it's topics that, well, I mean, I guess the coach football's a little bit out there, but yeah, topics that, you know, maybe not everyone knows about. And, Interesting things, a little different from the mainstream. So. <laughs> different than the mainstream. You heard it here first. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> good weekend, Jordan. Yeah. Good. Good. Glad to hear that. I had a good weekend myself. Um, we're going to start right now with... Um... <laughs> <laughs> if you can't hear in the background, somebody decided to mow their lawn the second we hit play. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, I can't wait to listen to this one back. We'll just talk louder. <laughs> uh, remind me like five minutes from now to make sure we're still recording. Yeah. Um, all right. So <clears throat> Wall Street Journal last week came out with a uh, with one of their articles. And uh, we're going to talk about that here now. Men are dropping out of college at a higher rate than women. All of these reports are based off a Wall Street Journal post last week. The number of men enrolled at two- and four-year colleges have fallen behind women by 19 percentage points. Enrollment data reportedly show men are abandoning higher education in such numbers that they now trail female college students by record levels. At the close of the 21 academic year, women made up, sounds like that lawnmower is getting closer to us, women made up <laughs> about 60% of college students and all-time high in men, 40%, according to enrollment data from the National Student Clearinghouse, a nonprofit research group, U.S. colleges and universities had 1.5 million fewer students compared to five years ago, and men accounted for 71% of the decline. The education gap, which holds at, <clears throat> at both two and four year colleges, have been slowly widening for 40 years. That divergence increases at graduation. After six years of college, 65% of women in the U.S. who started a four year university in 2012 received diplomas by 2018, compared with 59% of men during the same period. According to the U.S. Department of Education, man, that lawnmower is somehow getting closer to us, even though there's a fence. In the past few years, two women will earn a college degree for every man. If this trend continues, as according to marketwatch.com. So um, I know me and Jordan have had these conversations in the past. Uh, <laughs> I think college is overrated yeah. <laughs> for the most part. It's it's a little bit overhyped at this point. Um, but what what would you think is the reason that uh, that men are dropping out of college? Even when they start attending, they, they tend to leave at least higher than higher percentage of them than females. Yeah. Um, I mean, specifically, I, I don't know. It's interesting. I was actually shocked to find that fact because I always just felt like college was 50-50 male and female. And it's interesting to see that now females are out enrolling men or men. But it's interesting, too. I, like, what are men doing as an alternative? Are they just not going to college and 
doing? What are they going to trade school for to be mechanic and plumber more? Is that what's the differences? I mean, so it's like what's what's driving the decline? And like I, I just don't I don't know. I don't. I was just I was shocked to find information. So it's hard to have a reason behind right. what's the drive. I think you kind of hit it a little bit because knowing from personal experience of people attending college, a lot of my classmates ended up not even wanting to go to college. They just went into the field that they wanted to work in. Yeah. Uh, like being a mechanic and like uh, being a plumber. Like I, I knew multiple people who, who just didn't even try applying for colleges. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it as a waste of time. And I'm not going to say it's in full waste of time. I think there's a lot of degrees out there nowadays that um, aren't as relevant as people put them off to be. But, um, you know, we, we I even read that uh, the students enrolled in colleges are dropping a certain amount of percentage points overall. And yeah, men are doing it at a faster rate, but women are also doing it. I mean, people, a lot less people are attending colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are starting to realize that like, Hey, I'm not going to need this. Uh, or, you know, an extreme case might be, you know, they're getting really political and I don't want to yeah. be attracted to, to what they're mm-hmm. teaching in the college. And, you know, I don't know if that's a real good, excuse for it because there are christian universities out there that are teaching the quite opposite of what's being taught in the more liberal leading uh major colleges so i really don't know if that's true at all but i do think it's interesting that uh maybe people are realizing that hey what i want to do is all experience i'm not going to need this education later on yeah um so yeah i found it pretty interesting reading up on that wall street journal article and and there are professions out there that people need to go to college for um I mean, obviously some of the big, a lot of things in business, uh, engineering is a big thing. Anything in the health um, field? Anything in the health field, yeah. I mean, the doctors, that, all that stuff is, I mean, you you can't go out college <laughs> or high school and be like, I'm going to be an engineer and then not have a college degree. So there are some things, but I do feel like college in today's society is so pushed that it feels like an extension of high school rather than more of a choice of whether or not you want to, you know, do what you want to do at college but um we mentioned this when we had that little conversation to see how this podcast was going to work that it's never going to get posted but we talked about college being overrated and yeah and i think we both came to the conclusion man what are that what tool they use it now over there <laughs> um <laughs> but you know the classes like the gen eds that you learn in the freshman mm-hmm. and sophomore year of high school i mean of college they could really be pushed into high school education like a lot of what you're learning in the first two years of attending these these universities that is i get that you need to be get retouched on that information that maybe you would have forgotten about but you're paying like a hundred thousand dollars to learn stuff that you already learned as just a regroup and that's never going to apply to the rest of your life i don't know i mean i understand i mean the thought process behind that is no one is an 18 year old or most people i can't say no one no one's an 18 year old can come into college and be like, I want to be an engineer. I'm set on that. I know yeah. I am. So Gen Eds are supposed to be that convergence of, well, here's some other areas that you can touch on to see like, you know, maybe you like this a little bit, maybe you know for sure you don't want to do this. So like, I get the thought process behind it, but that's also in a way what high school is for too. And I know like we're just pushing up the decision, which is harder. And like, I, mean, I was once an 18 year old told like, yeah, you know, it's time to go to college. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? And I had no idea. Yeah. So I, I know where that's coming from, but at the same time, it's hard because I could have literally went to college and if I would have known as an 18 year old, I'm going to do accounting. I could have already been in my full-time career probably now on my second, maybe, you know, 
probably my second year of my full-time career. Right. And here I am 22 years old and I'm still in college. You right. know? So it's like that part can be frustrating, but I understand like the thought process behind it, but the execution is just maybe not there. And it's not even like I have, well, here's a solution. It's like, there's a lot of like gray areas. I'm just not really sure what's the best solution. And that's, so that's a good point. Maybe mm -hmm. high schoolers, they, yeah. In high school, you're not really, the question never really pops up. Like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Yeah. Um, and really the main question you get, man, are they doing the non next to us now? <laughs> the question you really get is where are you going to college? Nobody really asks like, what are you studying? Yeah. Like I've only had like one or two teachers in high school ever bring that conversation up. Yeah. And I think another thing is everyone pushes college right after high school. Like when you don't know what you're going for, like maybe take a year off, take a yeah. gap year, work in some fields that you might find interesting. I mean, do some, some internships that you don't need an education for. That's always possible before actually committing yourself for the next four years and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I think that's another reason a lot of people are dropping out is because they're looking at, you know, I'm not saying education is completely useless in some majors. You can always learn stuff, but is that stuff you're learning worth the hundreds of thousands of your dollars that you may not end up making for 40 years yeah. to pay off? So that realization is coming. And um, see, I was kind of shocked that it's dropping now because I feel like it's not. I feel like more people are going to college. Maybe they're realizing what we're learning, but I mean, like our parents, their yeah. generation, it wasn't as forced as it is now that like, you got to go to college. Like, my dad never went to college. He went for six months to avoid the draft. But besides that, college never really crossed not, his mind. I, I know this data behind this, but my guess is that enrollment in itself is up, but then dropouts is also up. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like more, yes, like basically most people out of high school are going to community college or college, but then, you know, year or two, the dropout rate is continuously going up because so many people realize, well, college isn't for me. And it, it's not for everyone. And I think, I mean, I have friends that I have examples of that. Like they just, college education was not their path in life. And like, that was okay. It's not like they're just not doing anything else. It's, there's other things out there. There's other opportunities and touching back a little bit on um, going to college right out of high school. I have two examples of that. One was my dad, he actually did go to college at high school, but then after a year, he started in something completely different than what he does now and dropped out, decided to pick up his own pizza business as a 19 year old and start his own company and learned so much from that. And he said um, he did that for about four or five years and then went back to college to do business. And he said he learned more in experience in those four or five years running his own company than he did at all in college. Right. And he was like, the only reason I had to go to college was for the degree. He's like, I learned, I already knew everything and knew so much more experiencing it mm -hmm. and that's where it's like kind of hard to you wish there was some way that college also like went along there's education and experience with it because even i had my internship for five months in accounting and i would say in those five months i learned way more than i did any time in college and i mm -hmm. get that college provided me with that groundwork that base work for understanding what i was doing in my internship but i learned so much faster in my internship and learned so much more so if there was right. some way in college maybe we could have that base education for maybe you know a year year and a half two mm -hmm. at most and then you go off in your field you gain your experience and then you can start your career right. there's something some kind of process behind that not this whole of like let's just push you like for your college experience to a fun university like forget about even the studies they got the thing on full power now yeah <laughs> forget about even the studies and let's just worry about going to college instead of focusing on the 
you know, what you actually want to do with your life. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Like everything you really are going to learn is from experience. Yeah. And the majors we talked about, you need that groundwork to be able to understand that experience. Mm -hmm. You're not really going to college for the knowledge. Maybe health field's a little bit different, but like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, like that accounting, like that groundwork was set in place. And that's the reason you need to go to college is because right. to get that groundwork. But for majority of majors, you don't need that groundwork. You can learn it from basically experience, really what you're going to college for. And I got to speak a little bit louder now because that lawnmower keeps wailing. Um, <laughs> uh, really is the diploma. I mean, I feel like that's what I'm doing right now with business. I feel like I'm going for the diploma. I'm already in experience right now. I'm learning what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And even talking to my boss, he's mentioned, um, you know, this is like your internship because I'm kind of in like a training phase. And like you're really only in college, he even told me this, is to get that that paperwork just in case you ever want to leave this company, you can put on your, you know, resume that you have the yeah. education backing and not just the experience. Which is sad because you're paying what, I mean, like literally a hundred grand. So many kids are going into debt for literally a piece of paper and yeah. be qualified for the position. And I don't, I don't know. Coming from two people who are on the inside looking in, so not really important <laughs> but we, i think well at least i would say um i would not attend if going back i would not attend a four-year university right out of high school i would have probably gone to a community school for my first years way cheaper way more convenient and then transfer to a four-year degree and if you don't know what happens is that those two years at a community college won't pop up you only have the place you graduated from on that piece of paper that you're really going for um and then, you know, take your time. You know, you don't have to rush college. If you don't finish in four years, you don't finish in four years. I won't finish in four years. I'm taking less classes so I can get experience now. Experience will eventually pay for the college I'm taking. So, mm -hmm. you know, you don't, I, I think, feel like it's so rushed. Everyone's like, I, I know people who are worried. They're like, I don't think I'm going to finish in four years. I was like, I don't, who cares? Finish in five. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're paying for next year, but if you're working with it, you're getting experience at the same time. That way you're not getting experience for four years after college. You're getting four years while getting your education. And I just think, so much to it. it's not even this way is better than the other this way is the best it's just so many people are it's different for each unique situation and who you are and what you want to do with your life and i mean not that i'm here to give life advice but if i did i would just think like don't don't let others influence what you want to do you know if you feel like it's best for you to not go out to a major college right out of high school then you do that like there's nothing wrong with going to community college i mean i feel like so much our cultures look down on community college. It's really not, I mean, the amount of money you save and like you get all your gen eds out of the way. And I mean, it's, there's a lot of pros. I mean, there's pros and cons to everything and just like realize that. And I think, you know, and then obviously the whole other thing too, like do what you're going to be passionate about too. Don't just chase after things because of the money or chase after yeah. things because someone told you this would be best. Like it's just every situation is so unique and individual. And I think that's the best thing to come away from this situation is not to, just follow the crowd, just right. make your own way. So we're giving life advice as early 20 year olds. Yes, yeah. we are. And I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> and somehow that we know everything <laughs> came from men dropping out of college, which is like <laughs> the first 5% of the yeah, conversation. We, but, <laughs> we really went off track there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a interesting study. Yeah. Um, was it, I don't think either one of us were expecting that reading that article. No. Um, that's really surprising so yeah um yeah there's, there's quite a few articles uh, if you don't have wall street journal there's quite a, quite a few uh market was it market watch has one that pretty much reader reiterates what the entire article says um yeah look how calm we are last week getting all heated 
lot more calm conversation today. We're just giving life advice today. <laughs> Detrunking truth right there. Yeah. Detrunking the truth. You do not need college. Mm. All right. Don't listen to your high school teacher. We know more than them. <laughs> Completely joking. Um, pushing on. Um, you say you stub your toe? Hit it on the nail. I'm sorry to hear that. I actually got a bad splinter this week. Um, I would show the camera, but we are lacking a camera today. Sorry for the first two videos not having cameras. Just just bear with Lack us, all right? Equipment here, you know. We're we're new to this. Our, our mic right now is a computer, <laughs> so bear with us. Um, all right. So we're moving on. College football's back, and I'm gonna be honest. You know, might get a little bit of hate. From this, but I'm not a huge college football fan, like a majority of Americans. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I do watch the occasional games. Um, why can I not grab this? Time? There we go. Uh, and yeah, I enjoy watching football every once in a while. I chose to really get into one sport and to follow that sport to the ends of the earth. And I chose a sport that's not very popular. But what is going on? <laughs> If you're tuning in right now, you can hear a motorcycle going down the road that we are currently on. Anyway, didn't even know anyone owned a motorcycle around here. Anyway, um, but honestly, it is great watching videos of how many people are in the stands. Like, like this article talks about, I, you get chills yeah. seeing it for the sure. first time mm -hmm. in like two years. It feels like it feels like eternity. It has been two years. It doesn't feel yeah. like it. it. Has been two years. <laughs> since right, my bad. Football, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely cool to watch. Uh, I love looking at the stands and see how many people. How many people they can fit in the stadiums is insane. Yeah. But with that, there are some articles of people complaining about it. Of course. Um, so, start right here. Note that this tweet said, if this doesn't give you chills, you don't have a pulse. And not if this doesn't give you diarrhea, fever, cough, shortness of breath, nausea, vomiting, and loss of taste or smell, you don't have a pulse. With more contagious with the more contagious Delta variant of the COVID-19 coronavirus spreading throughout the U.S., the concern is that a packed – what even is that, tool? <laughs> is that a packed football stadium without much social distancing – distancing, wow – and with a little face mask use could become essentially a Delta house. We hear that term a lot on tweets nowadays, the so Delta dumb. house. Before you say that the vaccine is making us free, keep in mind that only 53% of the total U.S. population is fully vaccinated. In other words, the figurative swimming pool that you are essentially has plenty of <laughs> plenty, plenty of people swimming around without wearing anything and singing free to pee, free to pee. <laughs> Moreover, the COVID-19 vaccines are not full body concrete condoms. They do not offer 100% protection and they still catch and transmit the severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus 2. Even after being fully vaccinated, although your risk of having more severe COVID-19 would be much lower. Plus, having such large crowds may send the wrong message, a premature relaxation message. And you know, anything premature could end up being very messy and very disappointing. And prompt answers like this has never happened before, honestly, but premature relaxation has happened during the pandemic. So hopefully you're still listening. I My Wi-Fi cut out, but it looks like we're still good. <laughs> um, okay. So... First off, it gives a few stats that I want to not debunk or anything, or detrunk if you want to call it that, but it talks about it being 53% of the total U.S. population being fully vaccinated. That is the total uh, population. That is including kids. All right. The FTC hasn't even cleared kids 12 and under to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And 
we want to be real specific about it. If you're under, well, if you're really healthy male or female, you're pretty safe from COVID, contrary to popular belief. We can get into who should really get the vaccine and not. But and that it doesn't even count for people that are naturally immune, too, right? So, um, we can get into that in a second, too. But it, realistically, it's way over 50 percent 65 to 70 percent are, are full, have at least one dose or are fully vaccinated in the U.S., and that's of actual adults. So, that's adults, that is 18 and up. So, that's even people that probably feel like they don't even need the vaccine, right? So, you know, using full personnel in the country and saying that they're not vaccinated and all that. If you're scared, get it. Why would you go to the game anyways? Yeah. And if you had the vaccine, why are you scared? I mean, let's be real here. When has a vaccine ever prevented you from getting a, the disease is supposed to prevent or not prevent, protect you against? You don't get the flu shot and expect not to get the flu. You get the flu shot and expect not to get as high of a exactly. dangerous yeah. outcome with the flu. It's the same thing with COVID. You can still get COVID. You can still transmit COVID whether you have the vaccine or not. A matter of fact, people, I've seen this argument, I'm not going to say it's a good argument, but people say it's, it's if you're not vaccinated then and you get and you get COVID, you're more likely to cough and sneeze. And that's people saying, you know, that's why they should get the vaccine because it's going to be spreading it more likely. Well, if you get a cough and sneeze, then you're pretty much mandatory to stay home, right? Yeah. I don't know anybody who gets a cough and sneeze and are going out like they usually would because of COVID. So if you get the vaccine, you're more likely to be asymptomatic and then you're more likely to go out and then you're going to spread it more likely. So there's that argument. But I wouldn't say that's a great argument, but it's definitely an argument that you can put in place. Um, that article, by the way, was by Forbes. Uh, the person, you know, they used a different some analogies I wasn't a big fan of, like the swimming pool. I didn't like reading that back. <laughs> Talking about free to pee, free to pee. It was fun to say, though. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, it is... Are, are people really at risk of people going to football games? I mean, if you are, then you should have gotten the vaccine. And everybody has the freedom to get the vaccine. So For months now, let's yeah. remind you. It's not just like yesterday. It was like, okay, anyone can get it. So, I mean, if you're scared, first of all, don't go to the football game. You shouldn't just mandate everyone else that they can't go to the football game. Yeah. If you want to go to the football game, go to the vac- football game. If you're scared of the virus, get the vaccine. And if you're not, then, you know, maybe don't get it. This should be it should, Honestly, this shouldn't even be a discussion at this point because of the vaccine and the availability of vaccine for free, by the way, and yeah. the government has made it available for free. I mean, there's no, if you are at risk at this point and you have not gotten the vaccine, I don't know why you haven't. Like, I'm not here to say like, you're dumb. I mean, that's still your personal choice, but it doesn't really make any sense. And people just at, at this point, they're just not even putting their own risk assessment into things. They're literally just like, if I'm vaccinated, what are like you said? It's like, what are you worried about? Yeah. You know? And like, I feel like the people that are vaccinated people are still worried. And it's like, just make your own judgment at this point. If you feel like it's you're not in your best interest or interest to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. You feel like it's not don't. And I'm not, I mean, I'm definitely not even anti-vaccine. Obviously the vaccine has proven the work, especially for people that are, you know, at risk. So I don't, yeah. I don't see a reason not to. And it's, it's honestly frustrating my, um, aunt, my grandma's sister actually is a nurse and in a small town in Pennsylvania. And she said their vaccination rate there is really low. They're really rural area and, um, went like 90% conservative or something like that. It's just really frustrating because, um, their majority of their population is 65 plus. And she said, so she literally will go home from work and get so many COVID patients that are unvaccinated. And she's like, all you, all you needed was the vaccine, uh, prevented you from being here she said that's so frustrating yeah when people at risk aren't 
you know, but it's still like at that point, it's their choice and they know what the risks they're accepting. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why are we, why are we pushing this upon people? Why is this even still a discussion when like none of this should even be? So anyway. Yeah. So we kind of hit like a few things there, kind of regroup on them. Um, we're both pretty pro vaccine yeah. if you need it. Like if you're 60 up, you, you should definitely get the vaccine. If you yeah. have any health issue, get the vaccine. All right. It's, it's proven to be super effective. Right. It, but at the same time, if you're 16 up with the vaccine, really like if you're even upwards like 80 with the vaccine, you're probably still not even as safe as somebody like 12 without the vaccine. Yeah. Like people, people really don't look at the age range of people passing away. People just kind of bring up the death toll and not really look at the care, who's yeah. dying. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, people under 18, it's it's less than 500 people since the beginning of the pandemic has died. I have the number right here from the CDC. Uh, 439 people under the age of 18 have passed away from COVID. And then probably even less under 12, which is the people that, those that can't get vaccinated right now. Yeah, I do have that. It's nearly 100. It's yeah. 105. So, and then I'm, I'm going to say a lot of things and touching a little bit on schools real quick too, because I've, I've seen pictures like, um, here's the SEC game with 80,000 people in the stadium. And then here's your kid in school with a mask, not able mm-hmm. to talk to his friends, you know, six feet away. Yeah. And, and then we, I'm, I've seen parents, you know, they're deathly afraid to send their kids to school with the Delta variant surging and all this stuff. And then you see statistics like that. And it's like, are you even following science? Are you even looking at science? And the kids literally, not to be dark, but they literally have a better chance of you driving into school and them dying in the car to school than they do of dying from COVID. Or even being struck by lightning. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you got to, at some point, I mean, if you're going to be the party of science, follow the science and realize right. what is actually the truth here and not just live in fear and shelter your entire life. So Science has become subjective. Yeah. Um, yeah, so with that being said, it gave you the, the tolls. And, yes, each one of those 500 or four less than 500, I should say, is a horrible incident. But yeah. whenever you have a math problem, there's always going to be outliers, right? Oh. <laughs> that you learn that in seventh grade math, mm-hmm. the idea of outliers, all right? Whenever you look at like ranges, that is the range and there's always going to be outliers. Yeah. And as dark as that is, we have millions of millions of 18 and under kids and 500 of them have died. Not a thousand, not 10,000, not a hundred thousand, not a million, 500, yeah. less than. I mean, as a society, at some point, you got to realize that death happens and it's in- inevitable right. and we don't sit in our houses and lock ourselves in our doors because you know 10 people died yesterday in a car wreck you know you're still mm-hmm. going to go out and get in your car i mean there's there's risk to everything you do in life and at some point you got to realize that and then maybe the argument can be made you know well when covid when there weren't vaccines like last time <laughs> i was fell backwards jordan's been in the most yeah. uncomfortable position yeah. i've seen <laughs> um, Anyway, I lost my train of thought, so I don't know what I was saying. But I don't know. You lost me when you almost took a yeah, <laughs> took a dive. Yeah. Either way, all I'm saying is, if you're at risk, this is this is my suggestion to you: not forcing anything. If you're at risk, get vaccinated. It's the best thing to do. But in the end, it's everyone's choice what they want to do or not, and no one should be forced to do anything. Right. So. Um. Yeah, you made me lose my train of thought too. I was going to add to that, uh, but I definitely have some more articles here about being um, like you mentioned it. Uh, already immune without even the vaccine. Um, The news about the U.S. COVID pandemic is even better than you've heard. Let me make sure I'm not missing anything. Okay. 
Uh, some 80 to 85% of American adults are immune to the virus. More than 64% have received at least one vaccine dose, and of those who haven't, roughly half of the natural immunity from prior infection. There's ample science evidence that natural immunity is effective and, and durable, and public health leaders should pay it, should pay it heed. Should the previously affected be vaccinated? My clinical advice to healthy patients and natural immunity is that one shot is sufficient and maybe not even necessary. Although it could increase the long-term durability of immunity, the University of Pennsylvania study of people previously infected with COVID found that a single vaccine dose triggered a strong immune response, but no increase in that response after a second dose. A separate study from the New York's Mount Sinai School of Medicine and concluded that the antibody response from the first vaccine dose in individuals with pre-existing immunity is equal to, to or even exceeds John Hopkins physician, Citizens Free Press. Um, okay, so right there. I don't know if you guys know how vaccines work, but you're basically getting a dead virus into your body. So if you already get the virus, that basically means you're immune. And we were hearing that from the beginning, like, oh, okay, you have three months when you get it. Like that's, you're literally immune. Mm -hmm. And now people are taking it like that doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. So you, you mentioned it. I just kind of wanted to put some backing into it. Yeah. Um, and then now the reason we say a certain age, you probably shouldn't get vaccinated is because there is always a risk with everything you put into your body. Don't assume that whenever you put something in your body, especially a vaccine, that there's not going to be any risk. Even when you look on, online and you see like, or you're watching a commercial and it comes up with a medication for something you have, there's always side effects that last like three pages long and They're take fine. up the majority yeah. of, the, of what is being, of what is a, uh, <laughs> the commercial. Um, so I want to talk about for that for a second. And yes, these are very rare incidences, but it's also very rare. I just gave you the stats of you dying anyways. So let's talk about the rare incidences because I think it's important when you're, you know, equaling out whether you know you should get the vaccine. A small number of people have developed a serious blood clot condition after they received the J&J &J vaccine. J&J &J is, is Johnson & Johnson. Mm -hmm. Nearly all reports of this problem have been in adult women younger than 50, the age of 50. A review of all available data at the time says the J&J vaccine known in pot and potential benefits outweigh its known in potential risk. However, women younger than age 50 should be aware of this rare adverse event, event and should know that the other COVID-19 vaccines are available. The three weeks after receiving the J&J &J vaccine, you should watch for possible symptoms of blood clot with low platelets, called thrombosis with TTS, although very rare and treatable when diagnosed in time. TTS is serious. This is from hopkinsmedicine.org. Um, I'm going to keep going and then we can talk about it. Uh, myocarditis, inflammation in the myocardium, the heart muscle. Uh, per <clears throat> pericarditis, inflammation in the pericardium, aligning around the heart. I'm not very good with description or saying scientific terms. Myo <laughs> Myopericarditis. There we go. When both myocarditis and pericarditis are present, are present. This is from the CDC.gov, and that is uh, those two things are prevalent in men 25 and younger, basically, and it's relatively healthy men. People at the age of 22 have died from getting the vaccine. So these are stats that you're not really hearing about. Yes, very rare, but also the chances of you dying from the vaccine. That's why I would say if you're under the age of 21, probably lean towards don't getting the vaccine because the younger you are, the more that these are going to affect you. That's why it's not available for kids under the age of 12. From 21 to 25, it's really 50-50 in my eyes. I feel like the being pro-vaccine and then pro-anti-vaccine for this case, not anti, you know, I don't want to call you an anti-vaxxer, but I feel like it's pretty even because your chances of getting one or the other is very low right? Yeah. Dying of COVID and then dying from the heart inflammation, right? But like it's both very rose, very low. So you kind of weigh your options equally. If you're above the age of 25, I would probably lean towards getting the vaccine because your chances of getting either one are very, well, I feel like the chance of you dying of COVID is probably very similar. Yeah. And 
this really hasn't popped up in men under the age of 25, but there are definitely instances where men 22 with very healthy condition have had nerve damage and inflammation in their chest and so on. So that's why, you know, I don't know why they're not mentioning this on news. I feel like it's very important. And the people who weren't informed who ended up having to pass away because of this, I, I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty big issue. <laughs> yeah, I, feel like I, I guess feel like the most annoying thing about the whole thing is that I feel like the vaccine has so much been pushed as this is the perfect solution. You're not going to get COVID if you get this mm-hmm. vaccine. And that's like literally not even what a vaccine is, obviously. So, I mean, just so many lies with things. And it's just it's just annoying to hear that because obviously, I mean, you can see, still see people that are vaccinated can still get COVID. They still can transmit it the same as unvaccinated people and they can still get sick. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, like I said, I mean, the studies have shown that it does decrease your death chances, especially if you're at risk. So that's why I'm all for it. But, you know, at the so, same time. Um, I wanted to like kind of throw this out there. Like, I know we're giving you articles and you can find out articles on the other side of the equation. Mm-hmm. But just think for yourself. Yeah. When has a vaccine ever had no side effects mm-hmm. and you can't get the virus after that? It's mm-hmm. never happened. So why would this vaccine be any different? Mm-hmm. Um, real quickly, University of Georgia has had uh, some major football games take place. So this is from a person, I cannot really pronounce her name, but she is a professor at the University of Georgia. The football season descending upon us and the cause for a great deal of terror said, <clears throat> Asuri Bahatara. Oh, she sounds okay. smart. <laughs> <laughs> a, UGA, a UGA assistant professor in the Department of Language and Literacy Education, whose five-year-old daughter has a rare health, health issue. In an interview with CNN, she began to cry as she called on the university system of Georgia to mandate masks and vaccines to better protect people like her daughter, who wears a mask while others are not required to. I don't understand what little kids are being asked to take on responsibilities that adults are not in our community, she said. Okay, so this brings up the article, you know, first off, very sorry for her daughter's situation and all that. But her daughter is not being near any of these college students, I'm assuming. I mean, I don't know why she would bring them. And then, okay, so let's think of this logically. Again, I'm very sorry for her daughter, but why are you going to force a mandate on every single college student at the University of Georgia Mm -hmm. just for the health of you? Like, I'm sure if you brought up this condition to University of Georgia, they would say, okay, you can teach from your house, but they can still attend class without, you know, losing their, their, you know, I don't want to say right, but sort of right to not be vaccinated. I just listed that, you know, there's health issues if you do get vaccinated. So I feel like that's capable of taking into place. There's a lot of, the, the more time goes on, the science doesn't back mask. Like at first it was like, okay, N95, 90% effective, 95, 99% effective. Like it was all the way up to 99. Um, medical mask, 50% effective, cloth mask, 10. Those gator masks have never been proven to be effective. You mm-hmm. just wear them because you have to wear a mask and that's most convenient. Yeah. Those actually have negative health issues. You look into it because you're putting it in and out of your pocket. You're not washing mm-hmm. it often. You're Touching putting it right in your face. face yeah. yeah. So, and now the most recent, I, I didn't save any of these. I can definitely bring it up next week, but um, is like cloth mask are all the way pretty much being in the same as gator because the same thing you're taking it out of your pocket it's not you know you're not washing it often enough and then the science mask and the the reasoning for the the difference in scientific opinions because i believe the first tests were done by spraying a bottle into the mask jordan's leaving me right now um (laughs) it is a little hot i'm wearing (laughs) um is he (laughs) okay we'll wrap it up my bad jordan um 
And they were taking like a spray bottle basically and spraying the mask and seeing what particles went through. Mm -hmm. And now they're taking into account how people, nobody wears a scientist mask or those, those blue surgical masks properly. They leave them hanging. They're not tight to their face and everything like mm -hmm. that. So they're out there taking into account that. And that's why they're pushing it all the way down. To, there's, there's tests even going down to 10% effective. The N95, sort of a similar thing. People taking it off to drink water and stuff. So they're taking into account that and pushing it all the way down to like 60% effective. So that's the argument for that. But I, I, if you want a mandate mask, I understand the scare with it and kind of wanted to look I, that way. But I think, too, the mask thing is, is so much of just a security thing. People just feel safer with yeah. them on, whether or not it's a scientific thing or not. And wow, my eyes are tripping out because of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, again, we go back to the whole thing. I'm not anti mask or anything. I just think people are here to make their own decisions. And I just so tired of the solution being the government mandating things and putting things into place. And that's what they think is best for everybody and right. have, make people have the freedom of choice. And I, I think the most annoying thing about that all is you hear people say, you know, I'm, I'm against showing a vaccine card to get into a certain place or this. And it doesn't mean I'm sitting here, I'm anti-vax. It just means I'm just against the mandate of people doing that. I mean, I just don't think that's correct. I mean, everyone should be able to make their own choice. And there's obviously situations out there that people maybe don't want to get vaccinated for certain medical reasons or religious beliefs. And like to just group everyone in this big group think like, okay, everyone has to get the vaccine. It's just not, it's just so wrong. And like, not only in our country, but we're seeing the pushback. I don't want to really get into this. This could be a whole episode, but we're seeing the pushback <laughs> across the entire world. I mean, like literally in Australia, I don't know. You saw the video of them like literally pushing through the police officers there, the um, protest mandates and, and I think it was Italy or France, they were protesting, uh, sitting in restaurants because you have to have vaccine cards to get in. Like, So this is like something that's not even a U.S. issue. This is a global issue. Humans just don't want to be told by government what to do. It's not the most effective way to go about issues. Right. Anyway. Um, all right. So I'm ready to move on from this if you are. Um, and we'll see you guys in just one second. Okay. So finally, there are some reports saying that Google is telling their employees how racist they are on a chart. So I'll kind of go through. I know we don't have a image up, so I'll kind of talk you through going from top to bottom because I feel like the bottom has the most discussion. Mm -hmm. um, top is mass murder. I think we can all agree that if you're a mass murderer to people of a certain race, then yeah, <laughs> that's you know you're, I'm not going to defend that like it's not yeah. it's not racist or anything. Mass murder in general, taking somebody else's life. Uh, is, is just completely wrong. I think we can all agree on that. Maybe we can get into death penalty another time, but we're not going to today. Uh, lynching, hate crimes, police brutality. I'm not going to get into the stats of police brutality and it being, I believe last time I checked, it was really only nine people, um, nine black people who have been killed by police without having some type of force onto the police, whether it was with a knife, whether it was a gun, whether it was with their hands or not running away from the police. And you can argue whether running away is justifiable for shooting them. And yeah, I can see your argument, but shooting them in the leg is not a proper argument because you're always taught in police school to hit center mass, which is the chest or the back. All right. So take away that argument because have you ever shot a gun? You know how difficult it is to shoot somebody with, you know, what, four inches, <laughs> five inches wide yeah. into their leg. Like um, if you miss, <laughs> they keep running, hit their back, which I hope your training is allowing you to do then they stop running. And uh, it's unfortunate that that has to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think the media really pushes the idea that 
there's a bunch of police brutality. And so that kind of causes people to be scared whenever they get pulled and to, to fight back sometimes to, to have arguments and that a uh, simple police stop maybe shouldn't have escalated to the point where it is. Um, so yeah, that's a whole argument for another time. But yeah, hate crimes towards a certain race, of course, of course is unacceptable. Uh, the KKK neo-Nazis burning crosses. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. You would think that KKK was more prevalent with how often you hear about them. Yeah. Personally, <laughs> I have never met somebody who dressed in a white robe on Friday nights. I've never seen a burning of a cross. Um, but I'm not saying they're not out there. I'm just saying they're... If they are, they're in deep hiding somewhere. So. <laughs> and, you know just don't believe that every conservative i'm sure at some point will get marked as one of these but you know i, I i'm not they're of course racist i they they're obviously should be in the chart i'm just saying they're probably not as prevalent as you think they are um but yeah top three definitely you know definitely racist right yeah i think we can all agree on that all right racial profiling mass incarceration racial slurs free opc anti-immigration policies now there's a picture of trump next to this <laughs> Is anti-immigration policies, the kids in cages, the deporting of, of Mexicans? Because if it is, that started with Obama, the kids in cages. They just weren't called them at the time. Yeah. They were called housing places. Um, when it became Trump's reign is when they changed the name of it. Yep. Um, and then Obama, in his first four years, deported more than any other president, more Mexicans back to Mexico. Hmm. So if you're here illegally, I mean, <laughs> why shouldn't you be deported? is my is my question and i get the um seeking asylum but a lot of people who are seeking asylum aren't supposed to come to america you're supposed to go to your most neighboring country that will accept you in and that's the whole if you look <laughs> seeking asylum that's the whole purpose of it is you're supposed to go to the most neighboring country everyone's to come to america because america is simply the best country in the world and in the history of the world um but yeah, I, I think there's some that we can definitely agree with. Definitely racist. Uh, racial profiling, mass incarceration due to race. I can see that now as mass incarceration. The fact that black people take up 50% of um, jails and prisons. Or is that the fact that they're committing 50% of the crimes? I think that's another argument that we could have on our day. I'm just kind of, we're, we're kind of quickly hitting. Uh, yeah, this is, there's so much to talk about yeah. for just this one. <laughs> we, we probably should have saved this for a whole other conversation, oh but we're kind of hitting. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely things in this pyramid that are definitely racist. And then there's some that I, I question the backing mm -hmm. of why they put it in. All lives matter. Well, that's so not. racist. <laughs> Victim blaming racist jokes, Eurocentric curriculum, cultural appropriation, and racist icons. Racist icons. So is that like if you voted for Trump, that's a racist icon? If yeah. racist jokes come on every funny so, joke so attacks broad, some yeah. person like every like bill burr has made a living off making each side pissed at him all mm -hmm. right and the people people enjoy it because people learn to laugh at themselves so the funniest jokes himself are people are jokes that kind of attack you um you like being part of it or something i don't know <laughs> um what was the other one Oh, um, Russell Peters, he just, he, he makes fun of people in the crowd. Like, every joke always has a victim in it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what, what is defined as a racist joke? Be white. Right? Yeah. So, is, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> is, a, is it just black people that can't get made fun of? Is it every race except for whites? Or can nobody get made fun of? Because then I think we would see a lot of comedians quit or yeah. get. It should, just, it should just all be one way or the other. If you want to say, come out and say, you know what? Let's not make fun of anybody. 
because of the race. Okay, sure, let's make that argument. But you know, you can't nick and knit and pick here. Like, okay, let's let's make fun of white people, but or not make fun of white people, but then like let's make fun of black people and let's you know, you just there's yeah. no just so stupid. So um so this one definitely some questions about um a lot of them. So we're coming towards the bottom. Is this that my is, man Ben Shapiro on It there? is your man Ben wow. Shapiro. white savior complex not all white people not believing poc experiences denial of white privilege post-racism intentions and impact this is where i would say is the definite cutoff of where i do not see how any of this could be racist denying that there's white privilege i wrote a whole paper on this when i was like 15 about how i do not see the backing that my family who came from italy just because they're white even though they're the poorest people in italy that's the reason they came to to america um was or start a new life (laughs) Uh, why, you know, in today's America, and I was born in 2001, from 2000 on, 2001 in my lifetime, how I've had a worse off life. And the, my research that went into it basically came down to single parent homes, no matter the race, are have a, will always have a lower income than two parent homes. And it's like, whether you're white, whether you're black, you are 17% um, likelier to be in poverty level. Or it wasn't even 17, it was like 70%, sorry, not 17, 70% more likely to be a poverty level. So I think it's more of a look that if you're going to put somebody else in a situation to have a kid, you have to stay with that person. I think there should be like a, a liability in that. I, I think, you know, stop putting people in a situation to have one person child and just can totally go back to an abortion argument that we were not going to hit today. <laughs> but. This is so exhausting because everything is so. Yeah, we could talk so, about each so one of these points to everything, and like you just, it's so hard to stay broad because then there's so many just little rabbit trails to go off on things. So before we hit this last part, I want to make clear that this is again pushed by Google to their employees. The bottom part says there are two sides to every story: apolitical beliefs, avoiding confrontation, and politics don't affect me. Those are all under a white supremacy period. Basically, saying that you're not going to get involved because it's political and that you don't follow politics at all saying try just trying to avoid the conversation altogether is racist <laughs> i think we'll leave it there thank you for tuning in i had a blast jordan i hope you did too yeah um well yeah <laughs> jordan got a little worked up at the pyramid <laughs> i just wow sorry i was we will talk to you again yeah next week <laughs> you guys have a wonderful week of what is it september 20 week yeah Bye.